Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 54 of the Building Heroes podcast. And today we have an awesome guest. I am really excited to have this little interview chat with her and have you guys listen in because I think she's going to bring us some really awesome ideas here today. So welcome to Claire Crumb and she is the founder and CEO of Calm Ops which is an operations consulting agency. So I know a lot of you probably could do some operations in your home as well to keep things running smoothly. <laughs> she's, she's pretty amazing at that. And she also is a homeschool mom of three and she has, her oldest is 13 now and she's been homeschooling since the beginning. And so she likes systems and bringing organization. So welcome, Claire. Hey, Molly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, so great. So why don't you start off and just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point in your life of where you are on on your path. Sure. Well, a long time ago, I worked in the nonprofit sector. I was a volunteer manager. I did event planning. Um, I like to say I did a lot of general cat herding, kind of wearing all the hats, which is pretty common in that sector um, at the level that I was working in. And I loved that work, but what I was really excited about to do was get to stay home with my kiddos. And when my oldest son was two, I had the opportunity to do that. And I was home full time with him and then subsequently had two more daughters along the way. And I really loved my time as a mom. Um, but as happens periodically, you get opportunities and you're like, you know, it would be nice to have a little bit of extra, you know, money for this or money for that. And I had a colleague of mine who needed a virtual assistant. And so she asked if that was something that I would be interested in helping her with. Um, and I said, sure. But I was super scared to do that because I felt really antiquated. There was this whole... Um, sector that had developed while I was at home with my kids. And so I had no idea that there was all of, you know, email funnels and campaigns, all of these, you know, like magic marketing things, um, courses and memberships and that kind of stuff had really blown up. And so I was a little bit intimidated by doing that work, but what I found as I got in and I started learning, I really, was reminded of the value that I have to bring to my community and the world. And absolutely part of that is in building up the heroes in my own home. But part of that is sharing my gifts as well and modeling how we can do that for the kids that I have. So fast forward to today, I have kind of come full circle with the um, work that I do specifically. So the, uh, my business calm ops is operations consulting. And so we work with social enterprise, um, CEOs, executive directors of nonprofits. We, we really want to use the gifts and talents of the team that I have put together to 
help those do-gooders do more good in the world. We're really excited to use our talents to bolster the cool initiatives that other people are putting out into their communities. And so we do that by helping them with planning, with process, uh, sometimes with specific projects that we have, but ultimately it comes down to furthering missions and doing that in a very specific way from the operational side of things. And so it's really, it has been a journey to kind of come now into this role that, um, it felt like it felt really lofty. I remember when I first started as a virtual assistant, you know, not only was I intimidated, I definitely couldn't have seen where this would grow into an actual business and to be somebody that has a business and homeschools and has a husband that's a firefighter. So the crazy schedule that goes along with that. Um, it's amazing. You don't necessarily even see the, um, what is, what you're destined for. And so I think, you know, we've just got to all be brave and listen to that. And there are all kinds of cool things can come from that. I love that because really, I think a lot of times as moms, maybe we do have like opportunities or ideas that come up to us, but we kind of put a, you know, push them down because we're like, Oh, I can't do that because I'm just a mom. I don't know what's going on. Like you said, you'd been at home for so long, you didn't know all the advances in technology. So you felt out of it. But I love what you did is you went and just learned it. You know, we can still do that. We can still do that. And those are the kinds of things that I think are some of the most valuable lessons that we get to teach our kids in homeschool is that you can just dive in and, and do the thing. And, and you know, uh, I'm not necessarily a learn as you go person. Like generally speaking, I kind of want to have like all of the details and like have it all planned out before. <laughs> but but even having a personality like that, at some point you have to jump in. And so, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that we really are excited for our kids to know how to do is to not mm, embrace the fear of jumping in and do it anyway. Yeah, I like that. And and I think you're right. A lot of us probably can relate to that, especially like when you were planning for what you were going to do for homeschooling, you do all the research, you look at all the curriculum, you make this perfect plan. And then you start homeschooling because, because you thought that you had it all planned out, but then you find it's totally different. So sometimes it is worth it not to spend all the time, not to spend all the money, you know, do some, but, but jump in. Cause then you can, you're going to see what it's really like. Cause then you do have to learn as you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that, that feels scary, right? Because it might not go right. And then you spend all this time, but I find too, that, um, you know, I know I personally have been in this space and definitely clients that we work with sometimes all of that planning and, uh, is a distraction from not doing like, we can just kind of get caught up in planning and planning and, uh, you know, well, at some point, but let's do the thing. Right. But that can feel a little bit scary because it might not work, but I know I, I have control when I'm planning all of the things. And so, you know, that is definitely a shift that you have to be okay with and kind of maybe go internal and say, what is it that is kind of, you know, distracting me or like keeping me over here and not doing the thing. Um, but definitely that's one of the mindset pieces is just to, just to go for it and be okay if it looks a little bit messy. Yes. And that's such a good point. Planning can actually be something that we do to ourselves and 
if we, we can get into the space where we over plan to distract us from having to do it. I, I actually started out in a space where I didn't plan anything. I was just like, oh, I just want to be spontaneous. And I planned nothing. <laughs> and I realized, yeah, that's not going to work because certain things have to get done. There, there are certain things that you have to do in order for your home to run smoothly. And then after that, I just said, okay, I'm going to learn how to plan. And then I got into the opposite trap where I just planned way too much or, or for way too long and never would put it into action either. It's so, a balance. Yeah. Right? How, how do you find that balance? Oh gosh. Well, it's a practice for me too, <laughs> for sure. But what I have found is, and I know that this is something that you talk about with your audience as well, is you have to get really clear on what your priorities are. Um, because if you can narrow that down at a certain point, you, you kind of know what it is you have to do and you, you've, you've narrowed your purview of what needs to be researched, what needs to be planned. And then you can be really tactical about how you move forward. And so um, when we work with folks, we really like to, we start by focusing on mission, vision, and values. And, you know, your mission is what other people see, like, you know, this is our plan. The vision is kind of how do I want to get there? And then values are definitely, you know, in your life, in your family, maybe in your business that you want to make sure you're embodying as you go throughout that journey. And when you can identify those key pieces. Now you have your North star to go forward with your planning and, you know, all of, all of those kinds of pieces. Um, and then the, the next big takeaway is to kind of make sure you're pruning along the way <laughs> and not wanting to take over, you know, like all the things all at once. Um, that's, that's kind of the next natural step that we want to do is like tackle everything. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that's super important that you need to get your priorities really clear and chosen. But I think sometimes what stops us is that we want, we, in order to make your priorities clear, you have to make a decision. You have to decide something. And a lot of times we don't want to decide because what if we make the wrong decision? So then we kind of just leave it in this little, you know, fuzzy middle ground that doesn't go anywhere. So that is, how do you decide? Yep. well, you know, that's exactly right. And, um, it, it all kind of comes back to a little bit of fear. I think just like you mentioned it, can, you know, am I going to make the right decision? Um, you might not, and that's okay. So, you know, when you have, when you're looking at everything that is on your plate and you have some resolve to say, okay, this is too much. And I'm going to get really intentional so that I can be more impactful with my work and my family. Now, how do I, how do I handle these things? Well, you're going to go back to that mission, vision, and values. What of these objectives that I have set out in my homeschool or my personal life and my business, what are the projects that get me towards uh, moving towards the mission and vision more quickly. You know, they're going to rise to the top. It's going to be apparent that these are the things that we really need to focus on right now. If we are doing what we say we want to do, 
which is working towards this mission that we have set out to do. And so that's really, you know, kind of the, the best way to do that is to use those measurements, go back to, you know, that big picture that you have set and be ruthless to say, nope, this is the mission that we are on. This is what we are trying to accomplish. And this is how we are going to do it. All of the other distractions can get shelved for the time being. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good to make that decision to create your mission and your vision and your values of what you want. And I know a lot of times maybe people hear this, but then but then we put it off and we don't do it. And, and, and it's really hard because it's kind of like trying to build a house with no foundation. Because that's really what it is. It's, it's your foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, and the other thing is too, is like, um, whenever I've taught about teaching about a mission or vision or value statement, I just say, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect right now. You can change it because it's yours. That's the beautiful thing. You just need a place to start with. Absolutely. And I think as, you know, this is definitely a lesson that I've had to learn in motherhood and business that perfectionism, oh, it's going to get you, you know, that we've just really got to tackle that and be okay with letting go of some of those pieces. And that is easier said than done for sure. But um, absolutely, if you're not, if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning, right? I I can tell my kids that really um, solidly. (laughs) It's a little harder sometimes for me to take that on for myself, but yes, absolutely. If you're, if you're to move forward, towards the things that you have said are really important to you, then you do have to make steps forward. You are going to have to make some mistakes and that's all okay. Because then you're learning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes too, maybe we're afraid to create a mission and a vision because we think, well, I'm not doing that now. What if I can't do it? It's that fear again that you were talking about. And just as I said before, I couldn't see far. I could not have envisioned where I am right now. So it's, it's almost not possible to try and create this, you know, this foundation with your, the whole rest of your life in mind. Like there may be some big milestones in there, but you know, no, none of us have that crystal wall to be able to really see everything that's coming. Um, and so just work with what you have now and re, you know, have resolved to be intentional with where you're at right now and moving forward with the knowledge that you have. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier. I wrote it down because I was like, oh, that's a good one. You said, get intentional to get more impactful. So let's break that down a little bit. You know, what, what do you mean by intentional and, and you know, impactful? Mm-hmm. Well, we want to be like, we only have so much time uh, in our day as as moms, as homeschoolers. And if we are to, if we were to try to do tackle everything that comes up, every issue, every opportunity, if we were to try and give attention to all of those things all at once, we're completely diluting the effectiveness that we can have. And so by being really clear about the intentions that we have, which is going back to our mission and our vision, you know, this is what we want to accomplish this year in our homeschool. These are the goals that I have for Q1 in my business. You can get really clear on those. Now 
all that, that to-do list that is like a mile long because somebody told us that productivity was, you know, how much can we get done in a day can actually be cut way, way back. Let's, let's, let's get crazy and say like a third, like let's just take all of the other stuff and shelve it for now and only focus on the pieces that are going to move us the most efficiently towards that mission that we have set out to do. And now we can make a greater impact faster because we're really honing in on and only doing the things that are going to make the biggest difference. There's a really cool um, principle that I like to utilize called the 80-20 rule. And we can use this in business. We can use this at home, but 80% of your results come from 20% of your actions. And so a really neat exercise to do is to make a list of all of kind of the wins that you have had or things that are working and then list all of the things that you do every day. There's lots of them, right? Now draw a line from the things you do to the wins that you have had. What are the, you're, you're going to find there's patterns, you know, and that might be for me, it's, um, you know, sitting down for an hour every day at the dining room table and being available for the kids regard, you know, like I'm the only one that can do that for this piece and making sure that that has to be done. Or that would be, um, networking calls. I can't delegate that to my team. I have to be the one that's there for those. So I have to plan those into my schedule. And so if I, then when I go through my planning process, I make sure that I'm focusing in on the things that are making the biggest difference. Now, all of the things that I do are things that will make a difference. And it's not a bunch of filler kind of busyness that we take on. I love that because what you're really saying here is that being intentional with your time and with the things you do is you're really making those decisions that are going yes. to move you closer to your vision. And, and that's why I think sometimes we struggle is because we don't make the decisions because we don't know, but this little exercise that you're giving us is just write it down. Like, you know, compare what you're accomplishing and what you are doing to make those steps to get closer to your vision and then compare it to what you're actually doing, which is going to be a lot. And then I love that you're saying, find the patterns because patterns are what helps make life predictable. Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. So, um, that's, that's such good advice. I, and, and also just doing this exercise is going to help you make better decisions. So then you don't have to feel the fear so much that you're making a bad decision. I mean, I, I never really thought about this for a long time in my motherhood career that probably a lot of things could have changed for the better if I just decided something, even if it was going to be wrong, because I would just avoid deciding and cause problems. Right. Yep. It is. It's about deciding. And I think um, there's all kinds of different things that, might keep us from doing that. And I think it's worth sitting down and exploring what that looks like. I think that, um, you know, that kind of goes into self-care and how that really plays into our mindset and how organized we're able to be in our household. Um, if 
if we're constantly doing and we're so fast all the time that we can't, you know, stop to have clear thoughts, then it makes it hard to decide. You know, I, I, um, an analogy is, you know, the, the best ideas come to you when you're like brushing your teeth or something, right? Like just totally innocuous oh, activity where you can shut off thoughts. on the shower. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so you need to like leave that time in your life, right? Like, yes, physically shower. That's a good idea, but just have that white space in your calendar. That is the I'm just shut off. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to pull weeds in my garden. I'm going to whatever your thing is. That's just kind of this time that you can let your brain just settle in. That's when you can start tuning into your intuition and let it tell you what, what is, what is the thing? What's the decision that needs to be made, but you have to kind of let yourself be still a little bit. Um, and part of that is permission. And part of that I think is asking for help maybe sometimes to make sure you have that time so that you can really tune in and understand what needs to happen for you to be able to make those decisions. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I'm definitely one of those moms who was just go, 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 busy, busy, busy all the time. And I actually didn't think I had any time to ever be still or have self-care. But there again, that was just a decision that I had to make to find it in my life. And I also think that being busy kind of kept me in a space where I'm too busy to make decisions. So I wouldn't have to make them because I didn't want to be wrong. And then I could just blame other people for all the, the mistakes and the problems. Oh, that self-sabotage just comes up and bites us every now and again, doesn't I it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so let me ask you this then, because I know this was one of my biggest thought processes that stopped me too. And that kept me in this busy mode. Um, I would always think, yeah, but if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. So I have to do it. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. How do we overcome that? And, and what do you do? Well, first of all, it could be true and it could just be okay. And we could let it go. That's one solution, right? Um, another solution might be to ask for help. And maybe there's reasons that we don't feel like we can. And that maybe is a story that we're telling ourselves about um, another person's ability either to do it how we would do it or do it the same uh, or do it at all. Um, but again, you kind of just have to challenge yourself a little bit. Um, you know, we're not going to see different until we try to do different, I think. And, um, that might mean stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit and asking for help or, you know, letting some things go that have felt, you know, important. But when we really look at things objectively, we realize aren't that important, but, you know, I think some of this gets tied up in our self-worth too. Like if not all of the things are done to a certain level, then we're less than for some reason. And you are not, you're perfect. And you are doing everything to the best of your ability right now. And that's amazing. And just celebrate that. And you do what you can do. And if you've, if you can take a little bit of time to realize, or to realize, to be intentional about, you know, this is, these are my 
my have tos today. This is the things I know I can get done today. Now you also are kind of giving yourself um, the permission to not have everything get done because you know that things that you are doing are the things that are going to make a really big difference in your relationships, in your household, all those kinds of things. Yeah, that's really good because, I mean, I think you're right. I think um, so often we feel like as women that that we have to do it all because nobody else is going to do it. And maybe we say, oh, I've tried nagging other, well, we won't say nagging, but I've tried getting my kids to do it or my husband or whoever, and they just won't do it. And it's like you're saying, we're probably telling a story about it, but maybe we won't, we actually don't let them do it. I actually found out that I was kind of doing that with my husband and I had no idea. And I had this whole soundtrack going on my head. Oh, he won't ever help me. So I'm not going to ask. And I thought, but mostly it was because whenever he did help me or, or, you know, try to do something around the house, I was totally criticizing him. So mm-hmm. why would he want to? I have done, I have done the same thing. And I thought how, and, and I would, with homeschooling particularly because of his schedule, he is actually home a lot with us. And still somehow I was doing all of the homeschooling and I, you know, it finally got to the point where I thought how, well, I, I had helped getting to this point, <laughs> um, but how insulting that I thought he, he couldn't do, you know, I, I wasn't homeschooled. So this is all something that I learned. So absolutely he can do that too. It was just a matter of us coming together and figuring out a system that worked for everybody so that we could be on the same page. And really, you know, it wasn't until I got to a point in my business where I was at a breaking point and I was like, well, this has to happen. But I thought at that point, boy, I could have done this a long time ago and he would have felt more valued I think in our homeschool and I would have had some more time to do other things that I told myself I didn't have time to do. So what is it costing you? You know, that's another thing to, to consider in this. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't all have the same stories, but it's really worth it to look in and see what you're telling yourself, because I think deep down people want to be good and helpful, but sometimes we don't actually allow them to. And I mean, I kind of even did this with my husband as well where he was not homeschooling, like I thought he should be. And it was causing all these power struggles with the kids. And so I put a stop to that. And then I realized later that I was like, but I didn't even know what I was doing when I first started out. I made a ton of mistakes. I had power struggles, but I learned as I kept going, but I didn't allow him that same, you know, time and mercy to, to, figure out his way. You know, I just thought, well, it's gotta be my way. Yeah. Well, and there's, it's valuable for it to look a little bit different than, than what you do too. Right. And it maybe it's not a husband, maybe it's an older sibling or maybe it's, um, you know, tutors. I had, you know, to get over some mindset stuff about hiring tutors for some of the things, because I thought, Oh no, I have to do all of it. Right. Um, nope, nope, I don't. And there's value, there's value in that for, for the kids too. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's our kids that we won't actually let them do it because they're not doing it right. But it, I think it's maybe even more extra important for, for us to allow them the time it's going to take longer than we think. But, you know, mm-hmm. for them to go through that learning process, because it is a journey. We know that. And, and we know they're going to mess up, which you mentioned earlier, because that, that's how they're going to learn. 
you know? Absolutely. (laughs) And just as you were saying that, yes, that is what I was going to say too, is that, you know, are we teaching them how to be perfectionists or are we teaching them how to break that cycle so that, you know, I I preach that to my kids, you know, no, it's okay. You can make mistakes. Um, my mini me, I have, I feel like I'm talking to myself every time we have that conversation. Um, but yeah, so what are, what are we teaching them that, that goes back to building heroes, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it really does because it is part of the journey, but part of it is like you also said too, a lot of times we get stuck in the muck in the stuff where we, where we can't see a, a different way until we start doing something different. Absolutely. And then you can start seeing it a little different. I, yeah, I you just have to change the purview. Your, mm-hmm. your perspective. Yeah. You know, I had a mentor who would always say, for things to be different, I must be different. Yes. You know, because it, it is easy to look around and see everything in your life and how hard it is and how nothing can seem to change. I know I've totally done that before, but there is hope. There are things you can do to start looking at things differently. And maybe one of those things is going to be, you know what? I'm going to write down my mission, vision, and values. So I decide something to aim towards. I'm going to be more intentional about getting still time. Absolutely. And having that, you know, just... uh... I want that for everybody. I want that for everyone in your audience. I want that for everyone in my community. I I want everybody to have that time to just be able to enjoy life, whatever that looks like for you. We all, we all deserve that. We're all working really hard as homeschool moms and um, you're going to be better at it when you take this time for yourself to really focus and, you know, determine what is it that I, I need to feel supported so that I can support, you know, these people that are in my house to be their best selves too. Yeah. And that's such a good question. What do I need to feel supported? Because I think a lot of times we don't even know as women ourselves and then, but we kind of expect everybody else to try and support us, but we don't even know what it looks like. So yeah. Excellent question to ask. What do I need to feel supported? Mm-hmm. And then when you get clear, then everything around you gets more clear as well. And, and then you can start seeing things differently and doing things differently. Yeah, exactly. What do we want? Where do we want to be? Where are we at now? And what are the pieces in between that we need to get to from point A to point B? That's kind of the the overall exercise. And there's multiple ways to kind of pick that apart and determine that. And I, you know, as we talked about before, we'll caution you not to dig too far into that, but um, yeah. You know, what, it, what is it that, how can we be intentional? How can we bring more intention into our life? And in doing so, there's so much relief that comes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that framing this is when we're focusing on our mission and vision, you know, on the other side of the gap, that's what gives you hope and encouragement to keep going. But when you're focusing on the gap, that's what makes you feel like there's no way to change. There's no way to do anything differently. And right. you just see all the things that are wrong. And that's a hard, hard way to live. 
It sure is. But you know, what's great is there's so many awesome resources out there, like your membership community and this podcast and other folks in whatever the niche that you are um, working in, in your life, whether that be homeschool or motherhood or business. And there's resources to be able to help you move you know, a little bit faster from point A to point B and help you recognize what are the things in me that are, you know, kind of feeling stuck right now and what, you know, that it helps to, it's always helped me, um, to look towards those examples to see, okay, how can I, how can I apply that? And, you know, cause sometimes when you're trying to figure out all by yourself, you're just in your head and it's just really, it's hard. It's hard to, to get out of there. So you need that outside perspective, I think. Yes, absolutely. And I think homeschool moms sometimes are notoriously uh, DIYers. <laughs> I, I've said for years that I'm a serial DIYer and that is why, uh-huh. why we homeschool. It's why I, I now own a business. Yes, <laughs> exactly. We'd like to do things ourselves, but I think in some, some situations it helps a ton to get into community, to reach out, to get help because there are a ton of resources. And that is what the Hero Journey membership is all about is we're helping you make the progress. And it's hard when you are just in your head, you do just get stuck sometimes when you're just trying to DIY it all. So yeah, join up a community, get help, ask, because really, I think we're all kind of in the same boat here. You know, as women, we have all these amazing, great desires and we want to do it all. And we actually talked about this a little bit earlier where I said, yeah, there's, there's that great quote that says you can't have it all just not all at the same time. <laughs> right. Yep. You eat that giant cake one bite at a time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be good, but one bite at a time. Yes. And you tell us that cute story about your daughter. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this was something that, um, I was, I told Molly earlier, so my daughter's getting ready to turn 10. So I'm kind of reflecting on this right now, but she, she's really, um, we're very similar. And so a lot of my analogies, I feel like are, are for her (laughs) and for me, but when she was about five or six years old, we were in the car, we're going to brother's soccer practice. And she just kind of out of the blue said, you know, I don't want to be a mom. And I was like, okay, well let's unpack that a little bit. Um, And of course, you know, I'm trying not to be hurt. Like, what if I, at this point, I was still just a stay-at-home mom and just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's maybe what she saw even at five and six years old, right? Was Because we think that. We do Mm -hmm. think that sometimes. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, boy, what what have I done that is so, you know, (laughs) making her not want to do this? But, you know, she says, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a ballerina. And I thought, okay, well, you know, cool. I got, I got you. And I said, um, you know, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You know, you, you could be both if you want to someday. Um, and she, she got all excited and she said, I could be a doctor or a ballerina (laughs) and a ballerina and a ballerina. Yes. And a ballerina both at the same time. And, um, I did, I love that story, but, um, what it, it just says to me is that, you know, we, what is that, what are we putting out there? What are we teaching our kids for how they want to be? And really, you know, in our house, in our homeschool, we, we want to teach them that they have that freedom to make the choices 
to do whatever they want to do. She could be a doctor and a ballerina and a mom someday if she wants to be a mom or not, if she doesn't want to be a mom, but um, it, it's not pre-prescribed. You know, we, we have chosen to homeschool. We have chosen to live our life in this way that allows us these freedoms and intention. And those are ultimately the lessons that we want to, to teach our kids. And for me as a woman, I also want to teach them that there's possibly, you know, you don't have to think of yourself as just a mom, um, whether you seek employment in another way or not you're not just a mom. You're, you can be all of, you can be all of the things, right? So we want to, we want to show them that they, that those things are possible. And, um, it's a little bit scary to do that, but that's my mission that I have is to teach them that they can be more and they can do more and have a family that they love and do their best to support those things can exist at the same time. So that's the mission that I have that I'm working towards um, in my life and in my business. Yeah. I really love that because, you know, as moms, a lot of times we lose ourselves in momming and we, we forget that we still have value to add outside of the community. But I think a part of the reason why we forget that is because sometimes we do get stuck in our heads and we do get stuck in our oh, same old messes and all that too. But there, there is always a way to keep progressing and keep moving through that. And especially when we join communities to help us and, you know, when we do things differently, like I was saying with, or you were saying with writing your mission and your vision and your values and just starting to be more intentional so we can be more impactful. Exactly. And that's, that's why we're here as moms. Right. There's no rules. So you get to write your story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, it's not to be miserable in our homes. For sure not. You know, it's not. There's, there's so much more and, and there's great things. Well, Clara, thank you so much for hopping on this podcast. I loved having that discussion with you. It's so fun. And tell us where to find you if people have connections with nonprofits or just want to ask you a question. And actually, the funny thing is I'm on the board of three nonprofits, you know, talk about, you know, priorities, right? <laughs> Should I be on three? Well, maybe so. Right. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. It seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I'll be checking out your website for sure, because I know what you mean by cat herding. So yeah, <laughs> let us know how to how to reach out to you. Sure. Well, for all of those operational business type needs, you can find us at calm-ops.com. And you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. If you're in, you know, some of the big homeschool communities where we met in the homeschool CEO society, Facebook group, um, you know, feel free to reach out. And it's always, I feel like helpful to have other you know, moms in your network who are doing different things. So you can have that different perspective. And I always love visiting with other moms so that I can, you know, have that gel, you know, greedily for myself too. I want to know what other cool stuff, cool people are doing so I can get those tips and tricks and build them into my own life, but reach out all the ways. Yeah. And that's awesome. And actually, you know, a lot of times as moms get moving on this path of their journey, a lot of them do start nonprofits, homeschool moms. And, and that's the boards that I'm all on. They're all started by homeschool moms. So. Yes, we, I'll say, um, 
our, our favorite nonprofits to work for, we call uh, the accidental nonprofits, right? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were doing this thing and it, it grew. And now all of a sudden you, you have this, this entity that is a little bit bigger than you. And, and then you start to need help and you need a little bit more process. And that's where, that's where we yeah. come in to, to help. That, I think that is a way that it happens a lot for homeschool moms because it's not like they set out to go start a nonprofit, but it's because they kept doing things to contribute. And yeah, so here we are with doing cool stuff. We can do <laughs> cool stuff. Yes, got to be can. intentional about it. We can do amazing, amazing things. Yes, we can. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.